0: Jen? Jen, are you in there? Are you out there? I can't find you.
1: It's a little dark over here, actually. I'm not sure. I'm um, not sure where I am. Hello? I'm not sure who I am.
0: Have you... Have you seen me? Alice? Where, where are you? Alice? Hey, have you come across a person who... Used to stay up late because people used to let her sleep through the night? Or
1: ate warm meals. (gasps) Warm meals? Like it just got cooked and now I can sit down and eat it right now, the whole thing without interruption. And by interruption, do you mean nobody on her lap? Exactly. No taking a long shower oh I haven't seen her Jen yeah
0: can you tell me if you've come across somebody who doesn't listen to kid music in the car feeling I miss that person
1: feeling a little identity confused there yeah mm.
0: Jen, you are listening to Pushing It, where we talk about pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. And we're about to normalize the shit out of all of that. I am Elise McAllister, that I know.
1: And I am Jen Laird. That you know too. And have been for a fairly long time. Hey, Jen.
0: It's good to see you.
1: It's good to see you. Is it okay if we get out of the Twilight Zone now? I think we are, only because <laughs> our kids
0: are a little bit bigger.
1: <laughs> Although,
0: mine did wake me a lot last night. Ooh. And that is why I'm drinking coffee during this show.
1: Uh, where is your coffee? It's over there. Where do you let have me, it me over there? Quit. it to you.
0: Jen has stolen my coffee like four times today, and we've only been in this room for like an hour. True. I think she wants my coffee.
1: I do, because I left mine in the car and then I tried to drink yours.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Today we are talking about losing yourself, not to religion.
1: <laughs> Wait. Watched a little REM uh, documentary last night.
0: <laughs> REM is like our most quoted band on this show, right? Is it really? Everybody
1: poops oh, sometimes. Yeah, Losing true. your religion. Yeah. Yeah, I there mean, we go.
0: They don't actually sing everybody poops, but but we do. everybody hurts. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's identities. Have you seen me? And well, we have an undecided topic or name of a topic. Yeah. Or becoming mom and losing me. So here you are going along in your life, usually before your first baby. And you're you. You've got a job, maybe. You've got a partner, maybe. But you've got a you. Hmm. You're living your life usually for you. You're Hmm. wearing clothes because they feel good on you and
1: the body you're in. And the only person you really have to worry about is yourself and maybe a partner, right? Like, that's it's if you're in a healthy relationship, probably makes sense that you're checking in with that significant person in your life.
0: Right. You (laughs) You eat food when (laughs) you feel hungry. Exactly. You can even stretch those times out a little bit.
1: Your social life incorporates people who probably don't have children. Um, And those who may, but you choose when you're going to hang out, what that's going to look like within, I mean, we all have periods in our life with the work, you know, is like crazy or whatever. But in general, you're, you're figuring it out and only having to look after yourself and maybe your relationship. Yeah. If you
0: stay up too late. You're the one who has to deal with uh, being tired the next day. And yep. you can usually make some choices about getting to bed a little bit early mm-hmm. the next night. It doesn't mean long-term exhaustion. Yep. And then you get pregnant. Ooh, I feel like doing it again this week.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> wow. It's really contagious in my house. The dun, dun, duns.
1: <laughs> so I don't like the, the idea of a loss of identity. I think no. it's more a redefining. Like a shift. A shift. Because it's not that you have stopped being who you are, but it's a shifting. Um, I, I, I can think of my own parenting journey, and I would get a little overwhelmed if I thought, oh, gosh, I lost who I was. And now I've shifted into this idea of what a mom is should look like and what they both externally as well as what they should enjoy and what I can and cannot (laughs) do now, et cetera, right? But can we
0: just pause for a moment and talk about that idea for a moment of what some of us might even imagine that looks like? I know in another Mm -hmm. show, you talk about about what
1: your... Denim skirt, dress wearing, um, turtlenecks... Oh, you What's had another the, idea? Like, like daisy it was, kingdom. Oh, God. Like a
0: cat and a sunflower embroidered oh, on the yeah. front of that denim dress. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it was the late 90s when I had my first child. <laughs> so imagine, which is hilarious. Were we wearing People daisy were wearing... or sunflower? No, embroidered nobody was. Dress. I'm thinking more <laughs> about like there was, there was this person of who I knew who was a mom who wore a denim um, I had amazing denim overalls, which are now back. I love den- denim overalls. Yeah. I so wish I had kept those denim overalls. <sighs> anyway, because now they're I'm amazing, so right? I'm so going to buy a pair. Except these were denim overalls, except it was the dress on the bottom. And that was very mom feeling. Oh, yeah. And I guess my mom... I hope that
0: doesn't come back.
1: My mom had some. Um, and my mom's a great dresser. Let me just put that out there. Like, she's great. And... She dresses appropriately her age. Can I say that? Is that right? Yeah, weird? yeah. Um, which, okay, now I can totally define this. Because uh, I my kids have even said to me, Mom, that looks great on you. Or, no, Mom, that's kind of, no, you're too old for that. Oh. It was more like a fashion thing, right? Like, no, that's something. And we share clothes. Like, it's, you know, not a big deal. But... There have been one or two things or they'll say, no, that looks like a mom sweater. I'm like, what do you mean? And then they'll, na- uh, you know, name the neighborhood that we live in and like, oh, all the moms around here. And then they'll kind of talk about like what those outfits are. Oh. And it's totally on point with somebody who is my age. It completely makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Like,
1: I'm okay with that. Like, totally. But I think just coming into motherhood and um, defining externally what that might look like. Or, oh, do I still enjoy this sort of entertainment? Like, um, I don't know.
0: Going out dancing.
1: Going out. Well, yeah. Sure. I mean.
0: Like, is that a thing you can do once you're a mom? That was a thing for me because right. I really liked to dance. Like, right. can I still go out dancing? Could right. I, um, I remember actually getting a tattoo in between my two kids. <gasps> a tattoo. I still get a tattoo?
1: Ooh, that's cool. Oh, I, I like remember it. even
0: Googling whether or not it was safe to get a tattoo while breastfeeding. That's adorable. I know, I know, and I I've had a lot more tattoos after becoming a mom than before.
1: I got the nose ring nine month old baby. And you've had all of your
0: tattoos after becoming a mom.
1: I mean, there's only two, but yes, all well, two. Look, you've got a good <laughs> size tattoo. That's They're true.
0: on our website. You can see them. I mean, because we have our arms exposed. It's just so <laughs> funny
1: because I'm not like a. I don't. I wouldn't consider myself like a. Out there, cool person in my own eyes. Like, oh, I guess I do have some tattoos, but they're not as cool as everybody else's. I don't know.
0: Weigh in, guys. Check them out on our yeah. website, pushingapodcast.com, and then put in your vote on social media. Check <laughs> us out on Instagram. Thanks for that commercial <laughs> break there, Elise. <laughs> I'm just Saying, I'm kind of a tattoo person, and your (laughs) tattoo is almost as big as my sleeve.
1: No, it is not. Yes,
0: it is.
1: Okay. Um, okay, identity. Um, so there's so,
0: some identity stuff there. There like, can Like what can you do? I, what's I, acceptable?
1: I think for me, um, in the last um, couple of weeks, I have um, had numbers of conversations with some postpartum clients who have um, begun to kind of put some words around, I am postpartum and how do I accept where I'm at in that professionally i'm going to be going back to um, work fairly soon my maternity leave is going to be coming to a close and then they're asking all these questions about like i don't quite fit in my pre-pregnancy clothes but then i also don't um you know don't fit maternity clothes or um, I used to have these long work hours. Now, what's that going to look like once I go back to work um, with a child and this internal shift as well of um, how do I create this more new normal? Um, and what does that identity look like so that's kind of what our topic is today we want to talk about identity and um, what that looks like as a new mom and ways to embrace it and maybe try to even identify some of those things that might feel lost and it's I think the transition actually happens fairly
0: fast too Mm. when you look at the snapshot of how quickly this all happens over time so you know Puberty, I think, really even takes longer than all of this takes. So as as somebody become you know, goes from being a little kid to a teenager, right? There's more time to really wrap your mind around I'm changing into this different person who is more grown up rather than somebody who is like, I'm becoming a mom, now I'm I'm first. I'm growing a baby. Then I have a baby. Then I am, or I'm b- birthing a baby, and then I have a baby. And now I have to go back to somewhat of the person I was before, mm. but also a mom. So it happens really fast. In each stage, you kind of have to wrap your head around so right. quickly. So we were kind of touching on just as you are pregnant and realizing what it are these ideas of. Becoming a mom that you've had in your mind. Do yeah. you have these images like Jen and I did of, you know, embroidered d- dred- ugh, denim dresses? Or do you have these ideas of, no, my I'm still me. Yeah. And so yeah. thinking about that and doing some work around it. And then, uh, um, yeah, finding what your who you want to be as a mom.
1: Right. Um, Because there's a lot of shifts that go with that. I really, I want to, I want to continue to um, emphasize here, not a loss, but more of a transition. I like what you just said, right? Yeah. Because when um, we see somebody, for instance, going back to your example of puberty, right? That person doesn't stop being who they are. Right. Right? But there's definite body changes and there's emotional changes as they've been, should we, can I use that word woke? <laughs> uh. <laughs> they've been woke to a different um, a different part of themselves an adding on of you know, well, in puberty, hormones and um, things of that nature, right? And I think it's, it's a similar situation here where I want to encourage folks, we're not talking about losing your identity, we're talking about it expanding, We're talking about taking on a different role and being okay with that. I think often people aren't understanding that in the postpartum period, and when I talk about that, I'm talking from like I had a baby all the way to... I'm hesitant to put a number on it, but I'm even thinking like 12 weeks or something, right? The huge amount of difference of in personal self-development that happens for folks who have just had a baby and, and not like super early. I think we talk a lot on this podcast about... Breastfeeding and newborn stuff and all of that in this early postpartum period. When we say that, we're usually thinking like birth to six weeks. But we're talking more about a little bit longer. I want to stretch it out to somewhere around 12 weeks.
0: And I even want to back it up to pregnancy because these changes start way before that, too. And these ideas of becoming mom are even before sure the baby's in your arms you're a mom way before you have that yeah baby out.
1: absolutely and i would like to more reassure those folks who are feeling a struggle with this shift of identity even growing a baby being pregnant um i think that sense of like oh no it's gonna change and who am i gonna become as a mother for most folks and i'm generalizing here is actually a more challenging time than actual transition into I am a mom and there's um, a lot to learn in this new role. And I get it. Like I have an actual person to attach to. I have a person rather than a concept Mm -hmm. that I'm taking care of. Um, so Yeah, I just want to reassure folks. I feel like this is a natural, normal transition of personal development that all of us go through as as we birth babies and as we grow babies. And yet, it it seems potentially scarier than it is.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So then, you know, moving on, like you, so in your pregnancy, you get all these maternity clothes and. This is a great time to start out by saying, I'm going to stay me. And I don't want to make this all about clothing. That's not where your identity settles. But this is a great time to... I I guess you can... That's a great way to um, place it in some material ways. Sure. I'm going to show my identity in that way. Um, To... Express, Express yourself. Express yourself through some maternity your cre- your clothes. Your
1: expressive creativity, right?
0: Exactly. But also, you still aren't getting up in the night with a baby. You might be getting up to pee frequently, but definitely still find some time for self-care and your hobbies. And yes, you can still work and doing these other things that feel great for yourself. Spending right. time with your partner if you have one. Um, I mean, you're going to have lots of bodily changes. And we hear this all the time from our doula clients that folks say, oh my gosh, I feel like I woke up in the morning and looked in the mirror and my breasts changed overnight or uh, my belly just grew overnight. And that's really, really normal. And then there's a baby, Right. right? And you're still in the maternity clothes. Right. And I think for some folks, that is a big challenge. Now they've got... They're still wearing that maternity clothes and they were hoping to be out of it.
1: It's interesting when we, yeah, and it's interesting when we think about like um, a six week mark. Typically, um, with most um, care, American care, we um, birth a baby and then um, we go a, a good six weeks without mm. seeing someone to care for us as the birthing person, right? Meaning, Um, you got out of the hospital, your vitals were great. Everything was good. You're just told to go home and heal and then, um, make an appointment with your OB for six weeks. Um, if you've had midwifery care, there is tending to be out of hospital midwifery care. Um, there tends to be more checks. So probably you're seen for your own health and well-being about 24 hours postpartum and usually a couple of weeks postpartum. All that is totally subject to where you live, et cetera, and the standard of care in your area. Um, so in general, it's this go home and heal, and then at a six-week appointment, there's a quick vaginal exam. Oh, everything looks great. Or, you know, if you had a C-section, incision scan, and usually at that point as well, there's a vaginal exam. And then it's, all right, what kind of contraception do you want? Everything's good. Great, great. And there isn't a lot of education around, you um, you know, who, who you are now, Yeah. (laughs) how there might be some identity shifting about, um, hey, I still am living in a body that is not what it looked like before I had a baby. And Um, not
0: just, it's not looking on the outside, but
1: it's feeling different on the inside. Like things haven't moved back where they belong. Right, meaning you might be still in having some gas and bloating from some digestive stuff from having a baby live inside of you, which is not like a medical thing you no. probably haven't even told your your provider about it. It's more like, whoa, inside feels a little different than because it did I before. Cuz I think it doesn't
0: seem obvious why that would happen right. for most folks. Yep. It didn't I don't know that it would seem obvious to me if I if I didn't have this background before right. having babies. True.
1: And then I hear a lot from folks like, Gosh, I thought at six weeks somehow something was gonna shift. And then I just got told, Yeah, you're fine, but I don't feel like wait, I'm I'm different still externally. I'm really different. Now what? Yes. Um so the now what is you might still be wearing maternity clothes. Heck yeah. That's okay. I remember
0: having a really good chuckle at six weeks. I said, oh honey, I'm technically not postpartum anymore. And we both had a big laugh. Yeah. Very, very postpartum at six weeks. It did not feel normal again at all. I mean, it's it's a normal feeling for mm-hmm. that time in life but I did not feel like good old me again.
1: And most people have not been doing any sort of exercise, right? Which is great. Well, they're not fine. supposed to. Great. Please don't. But then somehow we get to the six weeks and we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to have abs again. Of course I will. Jump I'm back six in. weeks.
0: Go for um, run. Yeah.
1: yeah. No. No, 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 no. Don't do it. So there. I think there are these ideas of like this time period is come and gone and yet things haven't drastically changed. So I encourage folks um, to, if you're noticing, hey, I my body has changed quite a bit. And now I'm, I seem to be in a little bit more the set. Um, I, I hesitate to use the word um, weight because really I'm just meaning shape. I'm at the set shape. So take some money and go out and buy yourself some transitional clothes. We're yeah. talking things that feel good to you. I'm not, don't Stretchier. spend a lot of money. Yeah, you don't have to get like you know, fancy clothes that you're going to keep for years, but go and get a few pairs of jeans that fit you right now. Um, And and to be honest, some of those uh, clothes that you might have worn before you had babies, depending on how um, your body has interacted with pregnancy, your hips have shifted into a different spot. So your body shape has been altered ever so much, which means that some of those clothes might not even work afterwards. Um, I remember having um, breasts um, that were very different than what I was used to it was not a large chested individual and i remember having uh (laughs) some a good uh a a really good friend who would when she would like hip-hop dance she would um wear a sports bra a regular bra and then another sports bra on top and i was like oh my gosh what is even oh come on and like you know never saying that out loud and then for the first time in my life i was like oh goodness I got boobs and so these shirts might fit me but they felt inappropriate because of I wasn't used to showing that much cleavage because I'd never had any cleavage right so there might be even though it quote-unquote fits you you decide to change you know some of these shirts and so on that you have had before that don't quite feel the same now Um, particularly for those who are breastfeeding and um, those those breasts can be a bit larger for a while. Um, okay. So that's our tip. Go out and expect to have this transitional time and potentially get some clothes that make you feel less maternity and more this new time in your life in this new era of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a practical thing. Let's see. I'm thinking about friendships and how those, um, can also shift. Um, It's awesome that a lot of people have friends who have children, and then there's other folks who maybe in their circle of friends, they're the first people to actually have the kid. Uh, And then suddenly you feel a little on the outside. Everybody loves your baby. They want to like, you know, so excited you have your baby. And then it gets old. Yeah. They want to get together. Spontaneous. Yeah.
0: Spontaneously. They want to get together after bedtime. Yep. Baby bedtime. um, When baby starts getting an established routine. Right. Or, yeah. Or happy hour. Oh, happy hour where (laughs) where you can't bring a baby and you're (laughs) not ready for a babysitter. Yep. Yeah.
1: Or Or just the spontaneity, right? Of like, well, of course, let's just go do this. And then you're like, oh, wait, no one else really thought about how challenging it would be for me as a lactating mom to go to a spa for the whole day. Right. That's not really something I can do at this time of my life. Do I really want to take a pump and go what? In the bathroom stall and pump halfway through? And gosh, do I really want to be away from my baby for eight hours? Right. Because no one else has this frame of mind to think through the logistics like you do. They're not moms. Do I feel
0: comfortable in a spa in my new changed
1: changing body? How do I
0: feel about doing all of this? Right. Especially in those early days, too. Or they all want to come and hang out, but you're feeling really exhausted. They don't understand that what you really need is somebody to sweep your bathroom floor Mm -hmm. or... Um, make a snack for you or walk your dog for you, especially in those very, very early days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's totally okay to ask people for those things, too. We really encourage that. Blame us. Blame blame anybody. Gosh, I heard on a podcast that sometimes it's okay to ask people to help with things. Would you guys mind helping me out? Um, yeah. You can say that. Because people, honestly, I didn't for a long time know that it was okay to just ask people to do those things. It's absolutely okay to ask people to do those things Uh, because
1: people without babies often don't know. And And here's food for thought. As I get older, I am okay and recognize this, that some friendships are meant to stay in a particular period of our lives and not carry on through the length and breadth of our lives right and I I can honor that whereas I think in the past I've thought it means I'm uncommitted or I'm not really going that distance with friendships Mm -hmm. and um I do think it's for each of us we have to examine ourselves we're not just writing people off like oh well we just don't have anything in common anymore uh you know Let's try a little harder than that. But it's also okay as we go through life to realize, oh, what a lovely friendship in that phase or that period of my life. And now as I shift into this different aspect of my life, not everybody's going to come along or the the shift in the dynamic of the relationship. Whereas we used to do this activity together. Now that I have a child, it's not really conducive to my new lifestyle as a mom. And so there's either going to be a revamping of that relationship or the potential that it slowly kind of fades away. And I want to recognize that that's not always easy. Um, and yet it's okay, right? Like it's that two-handed thing of like, gosh, this is really sad and hard and the flip side of, and it's okay. And I'm going to make it through this. Um, yeah. So I don't know, kind of a warning out there that there might be some relationships that do fade. And then those
0: folks might have babies and you can show up for them.
1: Yeah, and then the, maybe they come back in a different phase of, of life um, when there is more intersection and commonality. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So,
0: work desires. Oh, um, boy. We, this, is a, this is a funny one. Um, I think we see all the different possibilities with uh-huh. this. Um, I think we see some folks who love, love, love their jobs when they're not parents and then they have this baby. And of course there are so many problems out there with the length of maternity leave. Yeah. Um, in this world, in this country, especially, um, but, you know, folks who are going back to work and they don't feel ready. And then there are, are people who decide that they want to stay home with their babies. Yeah. And they quit their jobs or they go to part time and feel, or they do go back to work because they have to go back to work and they have so much guilt around it. Um, and they feel un, like conflicted about how do I, how do um, I, go back to work and have time and energy for both my baby and my work life. Yeah. But I also want to speak to the other side of that. There are people who get so much out of their job. Awesome. And feel really guilty about wanting to actually go back to work. Mm. And there's no guilt there. I have heard so many women say I feel terrible. I'm so excited to go back and have adult conversations. Hmm. You know, babies are wonderful, but they don't always respond to you uh, during the day. (laughs) Well, they don't. (laughs) They
1: don't talk back. They don't talk. Um, They just make noises. Yeah, they do respond,
0: but they don't have conversations. And a lot of times we get these amazing careers that are really fulfilling. I hope that you have, if you do have a career outside your home, that you have a career that feels very fulfilling to you. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to go back, that you get to go without any shame at all about returning. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be both uh, somebody with a career and a mom. It is challenging to do both, yeah. but that's okay. You can do both.
1: You uh, can. You absolutely I, can. I think that there also comes some creativity. And I see folks um, who are nervous about um, their trajectory has been one way, right? Now they've had a baby and they're like, wait, my trajectory looks a little different. And my desires have changed. I'm not sure that I even recognize this person anymore because this wasn't my trajectory. Yeah. And now it shifted. And they're... Um, there potentially is some um, creativity required in what could it look like to actually look at, at, look at numbers, you know, economics, like how if we choose to live this way. And it might take some downsizing of the way that you have spent your money in the past, the types of vacations that you've gone on, whatever it might be. Taking that time to be creative about what it potentially could look like so that you can make an informed decision, that takes a lot of bravery, Yeah, a lot of bravery. Um, and some folks will say, okay, if we do the numbers here, we can, for X amount of months or years, even here, um, choose to have one of us stay home with a child, you know, and this is a way to alter some of that trajectory. Um, but they make those choices. So I think, um, the other thing that I frequently see is people towards the end of maternity leave getting really overwhelmed with how am I ever going to be able to balance all of these things? Yeah. And I want to remind you that um, we stay, if we stay in the present, then um, we can handle the present a lot better than if we jump a few hurdles or steps ahead and go, oh, my gosh, that looks overwhelming over there. Right. Practically, there are some ways that you can get ready to be going back to work Um Dry runs, I think, are a great idea. The yes, idea of I love it. for a few days or maybe even like the week or two before you go back to work that like every other day you get up at the time you would need to get up to get yourself ready. You have packed the diaper bag and all of the stuff the night before or whatever um, system you're going to use. And then you get yourself fully ready for the day, get baby, and then maybe even you take yourself out the house or practice driving to work or daycare or nanny's house or whatever um, so that you have a good idea of this is the way it's going to look but let's not do that at three weeks postpartum if you're not going back to work (laughs) for another six weeks you know Um, it's learn what you need to learn today and don't worry about practicing for tomorrow until later
0: absolutely
1: Um, I love that and thinking about
0: what can you pass off to other people too mm -hmm. if you can ask for help ask for help who can give you a hand Yeah. and then lower your standards I'm always a big fan lower your standards I'm always a big fan of lowering your standards (laughs) when in doubt lower Lower your your standards standards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of lowering your standards in the early postpartum days and also when you return back Mm -hmm. to work right you could live with some dishes in the sink. Yeah. You can. You yeah. really, really can. You might think, no, no, I can't. It will drive me crazy. I won't be able to sleep. But I promise you, you you really, truly can. Yeah. No, Nobody has ever died from dishes in the sink. A
1: uh, moment of pause there?
0: I know. Jen's really trying to think of an example. Germs?
1: One but no, day. I'm talking them, about leaving one... them in the sink, that's fine. Yes. Yep.
0: Yep. Right? I mean we we're don't not... wanna
1: dig you out of that kitchen, but I mean we're
0: not talking about forever right. dishes okay, in the good. sink. Okay, good. Good good. We're, we're talking not... about going to bed at night with dishes in the sink that get oh, yeah. handled
1: later. I've started doing that so much more than I ever did before. Yep. I'm just done with a ma- me and knotty me. that's a big word. Yeah. Of of life. Anyway. If you have a nanny <laughs>
0: Then think, or if you're planning to have a nanny, thinking about what you can put into the nanny's contract for helping you get through that mountain of dishes. Mm. Or helping with vacuuming or sweeping. What sort of household things could you
1: have help with by the nanny? One phrase I'll sometimes suggest to um, clients who are looking for... um, childcare as a, in your interview process you're asking so what i'm looking for is a childcare provider who would do the things that i would do um if i was a stay at home mom so, that would mean um, doing some of baby's laundry. It would be um, maybe loading or unloading the dishwasher while the baby's asleep. Um, you know, we're not talking washing windows inside and out, but if you could specifically name some of those things, I think that really helps to um, clarify what you would be looking for. Some people's parenting style is not to be sitting there cooing at their baby the entire time they're awake. No right it's actually to take the baby in the bouncy chair and have him sit you know on the floor in the bouncy chair while you're unloading the dishes right absolutely. or throwing in a load of laundry and so I think that can be helpful as you interview try asking some of those questions and see where that leads you um, and give really specific examples like I'm really not looking for you to vacuum all of my floors once a week or maybe you are and see how that works out yeah
0: yes absolutely If you are bringing your kid to daycare and you have some money left in your budget, get a house cleaner. Yeah. If getting dinner on the table in time so that you can have time with baby before bed is a challenge, get some of those prepped meals so that all you have to do is cook delivered or... You know, have some crockpot meals in the freezer ready to go. Yeah. Thinking about how much of that you can have done ahead of time mm-hmm. on your maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where can you cut corners? Because I, it is very, very hard to be all the things to all the people uh-huh. and do all of the things.
1: At least just when you're talking, I suddenly felt like a person who's going to be going back to work soon. And I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, there are so many things to think about. I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. Like, this is, we're never going to make it through. This is a lot of hard work. I keep, in this podcast, wanting to pull people back to, like, stay present, stay in the yeah. here and now. And I think that's because I've had quite a bit of interaction recently with folks that um, I've seen their transition very clearly I knew them pregnant um, and then I've been helping out postpartum and I see a very different person at six weeks postpartum than I did two days post-delivery, right? The confidence, the knowing of their babies, the ability to hold, and I mean both literally and figuratively, hold more than a couple of things at the same time has dramatically changed from pregnancy to now, say, six weeks postpartum or thereabouts, right? So if you would have told these people, one week postpartum, this is what you're going to look like in five weeks, I think they would have scoffed at us. Oh, yeah. And, and I would have too. Yeah. So I want to keep pulling back, um, folks, to the we stay in the present. And it's just like starting a job where on day one, it's a completely new company for you, a different role, um, a whole new thing that you're doing. You don't expect yourself to be. Amazing and efficient, and all of those things on the very first day, do you? You realize as you gain experience in this that your confidence shifts, and your knowing and your intuition about your role. Completely changes. And that's the exact same thing with parenting. That's why staying in the present is really, really important. That even when you just heard us talking about freezer meals and planning for taking your kid to the daycare and a house cleaner, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do this. Oh, but you will. You will. You, you will.
0: absolutely will because it's just one day at a time. And, you know, this is true for. Your final days of pregnancy when rolling over in bed feels like too much and getting out when you know, you've got a three day old baby, when you've got a three week old baby, when you have a three month old baby or a three year old kid. You can always take the easy road. There is always an easy road to take and it is always okay. You don't have to hire a house cleaner. No. You don't have to have a freezer meal that you can pull oh out. Oh my goodness, no. You don't have to have a, a Pinterest plan. You know, it's what I think of. Those are always great things to think about if you can. But here's what I do. Oh, crap. We have X, Y, or Z, and we <laughs> forgot to plan. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to grab a pizza or we're going to have cereal for dinner or we're going to have cereal for dinner mm-hmm. or we're going to have a drive thru burrito mm-hmm. or whatever it's going to be because i'm never too good to have a plan b mm-hmm. or c yeah or d yeah or bottom of the barrel z yeah because
1: that's life i think i think it's helpful to think of in in reflection right confidence can be bred through reflection yeah so um, let's say you're nearing the end of your pregnancy and maybe it's been a little bumpy here and there with this pregnancy or maybe you're thinking about a different time in your life where you're like oh gosh I got through that yes think about writing down what are you proud of what did you conquer what did you wonder if you were going to get through and do some reflection on that I think that's incredibly helpful to look at our own transformation and go, goodness, I was able to do that. I look back at my early postpartum and sometimes I've actually forgotten like, oh, wow, seriously, I did that. I, I like had to move countries with a six week old baby because we had immigration issues and ah, it was all really unfamiliar. And anyway, I won't go through the whole story, but there are so many times in my life where I've actually forgotten the, I don't know, the pride and like, dude, you did that. You did that. And without that sense of accomplishment to go, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I didn't know that was coming, but I got through that. And I think for all of us, it's patterns of self-development. We are not stagnant as human beings. There's always change and things that are moving us forward in life, obstacles and joys and triumphs. And so if we get stuck on the, oh, no, what's in front, and that sense of identity that um, rather than allowing it to continue to develop and getting stuck in this, oh, my gosh, I've lost it, I don't even know who I am anymore, rather than looking at it from a flexible standpoint of I'm seeing these different parts of myself develop as I'm encountering things in life and allowing that I think at the same time it can be really disconcerting right when you are living in your own body wondering who am I I don't even know who I am anymore that's really difficult at the same time And yet we can approach that with the flexibility mindset, which is one of, I might not feel completely comfortable in my own skin right now for all these different reasons. And I know this, this is transient. I know that I'm going to continue to find my feet and that I'm an overcomer. Yep,
0: absolutely. You know, there is one thing that every mother in this world has in common and it's, what is it? It's strength. Oh, I like that. And it's, it's, That's nice. it's what we find. And it's, it's why I believe that birth is so damn hard. No matter how you get a baby out, birth is hard hmm, and true. pregnancy, not so easy. You know, it is why this process is hard in hmm. some way or other, hmm. whether it's physically hard, mentally hard. There is some element of it that is challenging. Mm. It is because every parent out there that brings a baby in this world has to dig so deep mm. and find that they are stronger than they ever knew that they were so that they can parent the child that they have. Mm.
1: And oh, you, high
0: five, sister. Yeah. And you, high listening five. out there, are so. Much stronger than you know. So, so when true. you find yourself leaking milk, and with those night slash all day sweats after having a new baby,
1: comparing yourself to the people who are famous right now and look Lost different, their baby weight right away. Yep. And you're like, what's this jello hanging off of the front part of me? Because I didn't see that with these other celebrities or right. or even people in your whatever birth class or right. friends yeah and then your friends without kids are not
0: showing up in the oh, way yeah. that you thought and yeah. you feel really let down they have no idea and disappointed and you're feeling so incredibly overwhelmed in your role of being a spouse maybe an employee perhaps a mommy and and some sliver of the day, you, you have to be you, Yeah. know that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you're going to get out of your bed. You're going to be healed. You're going to throw on <laughs> your knee boots, your ankle boots, your denim jumper. <laughs> 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 Embroidered in sunflowers. And you're gonna mom the
1: shit out of this, and then you're gonna get towards the end of your paradigm journey, or well into it, I should say. Like all like the myself. Twists and
0: turns. Yes,
1: like I'm thinking of myself. And recently, um, I've been reflecting oh. on. I feel less of a mom, and there's less of a mom identity for me oh. because my kids are older, and I. Had so many years of the three kids close together, and that was so much a part of my identity, right? And now there are people who know me who don't know about that aspect of who I am right? Because yeah. I see a different aspect of me, whether that be professionally or even some personal relationships where that doesn't include my older children. And so my identity is shift as well. So um, it's not just in the postpartum, but I think this idea of mom and identity continues to be um, like water, right? How it flows so fluid. and it's, it's, it's flowy and it changes. And sometimes it's, a little faster, and other times it feels slower. Um, but that's all about us, um, I think, being fluid in our um, self-acceptance, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: We all get through it. We all find ourselves through this path. Mm-hmm. You are not lost in this. You might be in the dark a little while. Mm-hmm. But someone's always there to turn the light on. Mm-hmm. We're there to turn the light on.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see you. We see you. Mm-hmm. And patience. Patience in, and self-acceptance in learning this new role. Yeah. You are your worst enemy. That voice inside of your head that says you're not enough, you can't do this, you're failing, you're not good enough, that's your worst enemy. Oh, yeah. And that's an aspect of you. So How do you, how do you turn that down? to make some of these other things, the flexibility of like, I'm just gonna keep trying. I put one foot in front of the other. I take one breath at a time and I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. That's enough from us. That's, that's identity shifting right there. Yep. Moving over. All right. Thank
0: you for listening. Find us at Pushing It Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or shoot us an email at Jen and Elise at pushingitpodcast.com. You got this. We'd love to hear from you. Share us with your friends. And hey, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, be sure to do so. Maybe you should.
1: It's free. And free. it will tell you... It's not free for me. I'm just kidding.
0: What? <laughs> it's totally free for you.
1: Well, to listen, but not to make it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's free to listen.
0: And it will tell you when a new episode comes out. You'll be Woo-hoo! the first to hear on Monday morning at 8 o'clock. So subscribe so it pops up. I bet that's your commute time. So, well, only on your West Coast. 8 oh, o'clock. Yeah. So... Okay. Subscribe. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.